Hi, it's Kieran Cudahy here, and before you start your next News Talk podcast, we wanted to bring you an important message from UNICEF. These shocking events in Ukraine continue to unfold. Young children are still coming under fire, and right now, the Ukraine hospitals themselves are on life support, and sadly, their time is running out. These hospitals have been damaged or destroyed, and maternity units, which once stood as a beacon of hope and new life for Ukrainian people, now lie in ruins. The country is in desperate need of medical supplies, basic things like oxygen, medicines, incubators, surgery kits and other essentials are all running out. UNICEF are on the ground inside Ukraine and by donating, you can help provide doctors with life-saving medical equipment. Donate now to support a hospital in Ukraine. Go to unicef.ie slash donate slash Ukraine to donate now. Thank you. And now back to your podcast. You're very welcome back to The Hard Shoulder. Kieran Cudahy with you until 7 o'clock this evening. Now, I am delighted to be joined for the Thursday interview this week by Brent Pope. Brent, you're very welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, it's good to see you. I, I, uh, these interviews, as you can imagine, given everything we're going through, generally start with how have you found the last year? Uh, uh, last year has been a bit difficult for you, has it? Uh, extremely difficult, yeah. I was going to say that. Uh, I think that it's been the, uh, yeah, yeah. I'd have to say probably it's been the worst year of my life in, in, in a lot of regards, you know. Uh, just a whole combination of things. Um, I suppose physical health, mental health, uh, being away from um, uh, my own family, I've found it very tough, to be honest, you know. I, uh, so I haven't got any, I haven't got any answers. Um, I've been suffering physically for the last uh for the last year, I've been in and out of um, hospital a number of times, seen a lot of consultants, um, seem to be going for tests every week or whatever like that um, to see what ails me. There's something going on. Um, you know, I've got uh, sort of a, a s systematic problems, you know, anything from sort of um, GI problems, uh, my um, gastro um is all ulcerated and inflamed. I've, uh, you can see, I've lost nearly two stone, kind yeah. of, um, and that's not that's not not trying to eat. That's just kind of unexplained. Um, I suppose that I've got sort of you know twitching. I've got all these things. You know, I I, I haven't slept. I haven't slept. Had a decent night's sleep in a year. All these things kind of manifest to, mm. you know, do they put you into an anxious state? Absolutely. You know, anybody would be anxious because, you know, it's, it's been going on for a year now and every time you go in to talk to another consultant or whatever like that, you're always, you're always running the gauntlet again of, 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 I don't tell people actually now that I'm going in for tests or whatever, even though there might be, you know, the news that might come in might be, look, you've got something, you know, serious yeah. because something is going on. You know, I, I, I've, I've never felt this unwell for this period of time in my life. I've always been someone that has always bounced back from things pretty quickly. Um, and, and, and I just seem to get slapped down at every, at every visit of every, you know, everything, just when you're expecting things to be going well, uh, they're not, you know, I've got liver problems. That's another thing to, you know, that got checked out. Um, so I'm, I'm trying to balance that as well as kind of all the GI problems and all that. Are they all interrelated? I don't know. You know, are they constant? Like, do you feel unwell right now? If, yeah. Yeah. I'm in pain every day, you know. Now the pain ranges from, you know, people sort of, I suppose, uh, uh, 
two or three out of ten on a, on a good day to to an eight out of ten on a on a bad day, and it doesn't seem to be related to what I eat or whatever. It's just I don't know. It's just it's it's, it's most most of the problems are in, in my gut, you know, at the, at this stage, and and certainly people say that there's a there's a, a tie-in to you know gut health and and um, and general health, you yeah. know. You, like I could put up with, I've had a lot of rugby injuries and that I could put up with something that, you know, if I had a sore ankle or something like that or a broken leg, God forbid, they said, well, look, you know, you just got to see out a bit of time and it'll come right. I don't know whether, when I'm going to come right. And it's, if you, it's, it's okay for people to say, oh, I remain positive and upbeat and that. And, and I would have days where I think, okay, well, you know, I feel a little bit better than yesterday and then bang, the next day, you know, I'm back, back to square one, unfortunately. Uh, what do you mind me asking is today? You say you've got two out of today, three days. Today, it's about today. Yesterday wasn't such a bad day. Um, so I, I, I have to keep a record now of the kind of, uh, you know, of the pain levels or how, how uncomfortable it is for me. Um, so yesterday wasn't a bad day. Yesterday was maybe a three out of ten. Today's probably about a, a six or seven. Okay. It's like... It's like you've got the permanent stitch. You know that feeling that, that you'd get when you were younger, the stitch. You know, yeah. like it's 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 it's, it's, it's sometimes it, it's it's sharp, abdominal pain. But you know that's backed up by the I've had every capsule endoscopes, balloon endoscopes, and all this, so they can see that they can see on the one front that my that my stomach is inflamed, um, and uh, um, ulcerated in parts. Um, but they just can't seem to fix it, really. Uh, you know, and and I'm I'm be damned if I'm just going to sit around and say, okay, you know, gr grin and put up with it. You know, yeah. I, I'm not that type of person. So you know, I've got to keep knocking on doors and keep trying to get help uh, to get better. You know, I, no, nobody wants bad news. But I just wonder, and and maybe it seems strange mm. at this point. Would you welcome? any diagnosis at least that you'd have a diagnosis and you'd have well, something a, at least that, i can tackle that, that's this. a funny one only 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 if it's you know uh, yeah you make a good point but when when i'm talking to people only if it's nothing you know life debilitating or life shortening i mean everybody always says okay that the hardest thing is is trying to live with out of diagnosis but i say look the harder thing is 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 that's that's good if you get a diagnosis where they say, okay, well, it might take another year, whatever it might take, mm. you know, another six months or whatever to, to make you feel better. I, I'm at that stage now. I don't want to not gloom and doom merchants at all. You know, I've got to live my life. But I'm at the stage now where because it's been going on for so long, I don't know that. I know that hopefully I'll, I'll have better days where it's a two or three out of ten, but I don't know that I don't know that I'm going to be fully the old me again. I, I, I just, I, I just don't. You've kind of given up on the idea. That I haven't given up. I haven't given up on there. the idea. I'm look. I'm doing it. Look, I could, I could, I could talk to liver people or gut people about my diet. My diet is so clean that I haven't had a drink. I haven't had a drink in a year. Alcohol hasn't touched my lips. I, I, it's, it's fish and and steamed vegetables. It's, it's all these things. I'm not on any medications now. Um, in fact, that's a discussion for a lot of time because I think, a lot, I think a lot of this started when I was I was put on a medication that I shouldn't have been put on. Okay. Um, and but that's you know that's that's not that's not the point. The point now is how do I get better? But 
you know, when they're testing for things, when they're testing for things and people out there will, 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 will know what I'm talking about. And when you're stuck in a, in a hospital ward or you're stuck in having to give more blood or to give more tests or them sending away biopsies, it's a scary time. Yeah. It's a scary time because you don't know that somebody's not going to come through the door and say, hey, Brent, we've discovered something, you know, you know, you don't, you don't know. And, uh, and I've been in that place a lot of times this year, you know, but I'm not, I'm not, it's not crocodile tears. I know there's people up there, you know, I spent, I spent a, 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 a 10 days in, up in the hospital there and in, in, in the, in the, in the worst ward or something. And I just saw, I just saw people getting real diagnoses and, mm. and, and how scary that was for them, especially over COVID because you couldn't get to see people or family members or whatever like that. And least of all, I don't have my own family over here and, and, and my mother and my brother remain uh, in New Zealand. So I couldn't get out to see them uh, last year, which was another thing. So going off to all these appointments and that by yourself and not having kind of that family support. And I tend to become, I know I shouldn't, but I tend to become inclusive rather than, you know, let everybody know my problems. I, okay. You know, <laughs> You laugh because I'm, I'm probably sharing my problems now, but but to an to an extent, and I'm not doing it to elicit any sympathy. I, I tend to I tend to to not ring up people and say, look, I'm going down for these tests or whatever. Yeah. So if people tend to ask me. I say, oh yeah, I'm fine. But they'll come up and say, oh, you're looking fit. You've lost you've lost a couple of stone, Brent. And I feel like saying, well, I, I don't want to have lost that much weight. Yeah. You know, it's not a case of saying, oh, you're looking well and you're, you're fit, and it's a case of saying, actually, that worries me. You know, because I'm trying to put on the calories and that, and you know, my body's just not picking it up. But um, yeah, Brent Pope is my guest this week. If you're just tuning in uh, for the Thursday interview, uh, this can't be easy. And you, you said it straight yeah. out the gap. This can't be easy on on the mental health either. No, and and I'm an advocate of mental health, as you know. You know, I mean, that's the what that's the most important thing. You know, that I possibly do now. Uh, in my life has talked to people about, you know, mental health, especially over COVID and stuff like that. But I've really had to deep, uh, dig deep myself into my toolbox of, of, of to remain positive because, man, it, anybody out there will tell you that's going through, you know, similar things, you know, that it, it wears you down. It wears you down mentally as well. And that's the hard thing about not having a diagnosis in a sense is that you don't know, you know, you don't know how to fight something only... You know, holistically, I suppose, is the way that I'm trying to do it now. I'm trying to say, well, look, you know, come at it at a different angle. You know, how, how do I, how do I, how do I, you know, how do I look at things positively, you know. But, mm. you know, sometimes it's hard. And, and, and again, I go back to the fact that it's, it's, uh, it's hard when you're alone. Um, and I always say something, <laughs> something, something good comes out of something bad. I've always believed that from a positive side of things. So... When I was in hospital there, I came up with this idea that I want to I want to do after you know hopefully fingers crossed I'm better is that is that set up some sort of network whereby sports celebrities or whatever can call in and see people nothing PR or nothing charity driven but yeah. just some sort of I call it support because I saw the value in that um, when I was in hospital about people just talking and just, you know, some people just wanted to talk about rugby or about sport and, and not about their illness or not about their diagnosis. And I thought those people that were so alone at that time welcomed people just having a chat on the ward. And I thought 
there must be something that I can do to facilitate that. So it would be a case of getting a lot of, say, rugby players or GAA players that would be prepared to maybe call into someone after training. You know, maybe it's somebody that's that's feeling alone down the country. Maybe it's somebody that's been widowed. Maybe it's somebody in hospital with a terminal diagnosis. Maybe it's a, it, it's it's but not done in a sort of the PR way that you know that the photographs and everything like that. Just somebody calling in and and you know if Johnny Sexton was coming home from training one night, he calls in to to a fan that's you know going through a pretty rough time mm. because I think a lot of people want to give back and especially a lot of sporting people want to give back something. They just don't know how and they don't know why because when I was first asked to go and talk to people I thought oh what can I offer someone what can I talk to yeah. someone about that's got a diagnosis maybe that's terminal what you know what but then I thought about it a different way and I thought that's all about me you know it should be about them it's 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 what it's what respite you can offer them you know so has that because it's it, it I'm sure a lot of people listening will be in absolute agreement that sometimes just the distraction of talking Absolutely. about something else can 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 provide relief. Has that made the last year then particularly difficult? Because one of the issues we've had is that there's all those little mm. things in life, and we call them little things. They're actually not. It turns out they're they're big things. The Huge. distractions haven't been there for us. No, the distractions haven't been there, and and that that is playing that is playing on people's mental health. You know the, the 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 water cooler meeting with somebody at work, the camaraderie you have with workmates. You know people working from home, being with their fam, being with their family when they're not used to it. All these things have come into play to 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 really test people's mental health. I've had a lot of people on to me as as my in my role as a sort of a, a you know a, a, a trained psychotherapist and that who have been struggling with anxiety, and it's the first time they've had anxiety at that level uh, in their lives. And I say, what's it around? And it's around. It's around things, simple things like Brent. I, you know, I'm 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 so worried about going back to the first day at work because I feel like it's it's bringing up things the first day at school. You know, it's yeah. like I've got to make reconnections again. Are those connections with new people? Are they going to be the same? So I think we've really got to look after when people are going back to work. My bit of advice is really look after each other in those first coming periods. You know, those I suppose those those periods when we're getting used to what the new norm looks like, and just be wary that people are coming at it from different uh, ways and also coming from different levels of some people are embracing coming back to work. Other people are, uh, 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 it's, it's, it's anxiety. Mm. From. Some people have had the last 12 months have, have been awful for them because they may have had to, they may have had to adjust their whole lives through COVID. Uh, so, and I think we forget about that. And I, I, I don't want, pe I want people to emerge. I don't know if this sounds corny and it's, it, and again, it's not eliciting any, Ego, because I'm not about that. But I want people to emerge on COVID. I want them to, to to know what it's like to be a kinder person to other people. And I don't mean that saying that people have to necessarily give away their material wants and needs. I, I'm not asking anybody to do that. I'm just asking people to be more compassionate and be yeah. more empathetic uh, to people that are, are less fortunate to them. And and that's that's the good thing for me that's come out of for, for, for me for, for me this year because it's it's really said okay you know what is what is important in my life and yeah. what do I need to what do I need to give back and I need to continuously give back to community country and when I say country I mean Ireland and, and, and New Zealand but probably Ireland that's where my home is but to give something back um, yeah and in and, and, and a kind of way those random acts of kindness that 
that smile, that time you give somebody in the shop, that yeah. you know, that can be enough to that can be enough to change people's whole emphasis from a positive to a negative and vice versa, from a negative to a positive. Brent Pope is my guest today for the Thursday interview. And Brent, uh, before the break, we were talking about what's important in life. And, and I thought it was interesting because the things, the different things you describe uh, as being important, that they're all some form of human connection. And then when you talked as well earlier about your physical and mental health, you mentioned more than once, you mentioned two or three times that you were going through this on your own and, and that you don't have your family here. Is that is that something that you dwell on regularly? Old age sort of crept up on me, <laughs> to put it that way. And I don't mean that I'm, I'm, I'm ancient. But my first shock reality with that was losing my dad two years ago um, because he had been the rock in my life I, I, you know, loved him unconditionally like I loved my brother and my mother and suddenly he was gone and I, I, it, suddenly, it suddenly took those 20 years or 25 years I'd spent, longer actually, 20, 27 or 28 years that I'd spent in, in Ireland thinking, but I never saw my father in his latter years. He's about the same age. And when I was sitting around, when I was sitting around last time I saw Dad and working out that, hey, I left New Zealand to come to Ireland at the same age he was that I am now, if you know what I mean. Yes. So I had spent, I had spent, I had never, I had never shared much of dad or mum's or my brother's life for the last 30 years. And they didn't really, they couldn't really get to know me and I couldn't really get to know them, if, if that makes sense. Because yes, I could over a, a three-week visit home, but I hadn't been a daily part of their lives. You know, so suddenly the connections weren't as strong as what I'd have loved them to be, and I so I so I so miss not being a part of a big family. You know, it was my brother and I, and 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 that is fantastic, and and we love each other and we care about each other and all that. But looking at Irish families, I'd have loved to have been a part of five or six sisters or brothers that you could that you could call up or whatever and, and go and visit or something like that. And I'm so envious of those people in those situations. And, and, and I get so angry, and I know I can't talk about everybody's lives and their connections they have with their siblings or whatever, but that's another thing that I'm telling people to do is, you know, make up make up those differences. I hate seeing differences. I hate when people say, oh, they haven't talked to their brother or their sister for, for 10 or 15 years and they had an argument or something like that. I, I think, you know suck it up, you know, like, <laughs> because I would have, I would have loved to have that situation. And even getting back to see mum, she's in a, she, she, we put, sadly, we had to put her into a home eventually, um, last, last year, and it was something that was very hard, and it was something that we, my brother and I thought about, and we didn't really want to do, but in the interest of her, of her mental health and her physical health, she just couldn't be alone in the house. We lived out in the country, so she couldn't be alone anymore. Um, so we had to put it home, which was which was a hellish thing to do, and yeah. and and sitting on the end of a bed, coming back over here in tears, and 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 your mother saying she didn't want to be in there. Now she's she's getting on great in in there uh, physically, um, but not being able to get home and see her last year, um, when the telephone conversations are becoming more unrecognisable, um, and that year she's coming eighty seven, that year. You know, I don't know how long 
you know, that, that, that she has. And I don't know how long it'll be before I see her again, you know, and, 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 and that's where the loneliness comes in. And that's where sometimes you think, okay, I don't have it in my own family. And that's a choice. That's a choice. You know, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm, I'm not married and I didn't have children. And, and there's a lot of regrets around that as well. You Is know? there? No, oh, absolutely. I think for most people, there's, there's regrets. Mm. You know, I don't think there's many people out there that will say, okay, look, you know, like I didn't want a family and I'm happy with that. Yes, there's, there's guaranteed to be some that have lived those lives. But I think most people, most people want that white picket fence lifestyle, don't they? With the, with the 2.5 perfect kids and the barking dog. No, I know <laughs> I know they, they don't get it. And people can turn around and say, oh, Brent, you know, geez, you're lucky, you know, you're lucky you didn't have a bundle of kids. But I turned around and said, I would have, you know, I would have loved to, um, you know, actually a friend, a, a friend, a friend called me up there about a month ago, and he said he he he, he discovered he had a he discovered he had a child thirty five years ago in New Zealand, <laughs> and I said that's brilliant. I said that's yeah. brilliant. You know, a a, 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 a person that he had it's it spent a night with years ago rang him up and said actually. You know, to know that you're not only a, a father, but you're a grandfather. Oh wow! And, yeah. So and 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 he was he was you know yeah. So he looked at a whole different way. He just looked. He said, "I've I've I've been on to him and I FaceTimed him and it's brilliant. We get on great and he's a good guy." And I thought, you know, ah. So anyway, but but look, going back to the original question, not sort of chewing your ear off and that, but uh, yeah, there's been a lot of regrets, and I think people will people will see that now and. and in modern society, the number of parents that would come up to me and say, oh, Brent, you know, we want our sons and daughters to live their own lives and independently of that, but we're sad they're going off to New Zealand or whatever to make a life, or yeah. we're sad that they've married an Australian and they're going to stay out there because they're saying, well, look, you know, we don't want to be Zoom parents or we don't want to be Facebook parents or Skype parents, you know, we, and, and, and we're, getting, we're getting too old to go out and visit them every year. And I, I know exactly how they feel and, yeah. and, and they miss that, that family dynamic. So I understand now when I dated an Irish woman when I first come over here that said, look, I'd, I'd never leave Ireland. I, could, I thought at the time, oh, well, you just don't love me enough, you know. <laughs> but, but now I realize it was to do, with, it was to do yeah. with family and it was to do with the importance of family. Um, and, and, and I get it. I get it. And if you are just tuning in, Brent Pope is with me for the Thursday interview. Given all of that, I'm, there must be times you think, I'll, I'll move home to New Zealand. At least I'll be close to my brother. Yeah. Again, again. More I know it's easy for me to say. No, year, more so in the last couple of years. But. More so in the last couple of years, I'd have to say, because things have changed um, in, my, in my life. So I, I, I've, got to, I've got to work out where the direction of my life is going for the next uh, number of years um well hope, hopefully the next number of years you know um so i've got to, i've got to decide where that is you know and is is that is that back in new zealand having said that i think the way i think think of it now i think i'd be lonelier back in new zealand at the moment really? now i've i've good fr i've good friends there from university and, and lucky enough you know playing sport gets your friends yeah all over my life and and, you know, the number of rugby teams I played for that I, I could hook up again. I just think that, I think that my success in my life, other than the rugby field, has been in Ireland. And I don't think, 
I think that that gives me some advantages to do what I want to do in 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 in, in my life in the sense of and you're right a lot of that that around is giving back and around kindness and all those things. But because I'm I'm somewhat of a name here, somewhat of a of a of a D of Z grade celeb, know, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, but I mean people know people know. People know me, and I can I can open doors, and whether that's in a charitable way or whether that's in a business way or whatever. Like I have my shirt and, and shoe brand that I that I just enjoy. I enjoy anything creative. Um, I enjoy working for various charities or whatever those, or especially around the mental health. And I couldn't do that in in, in New Zealand at the moment. I, I'm not, I'm not prepared to do that yet. Am I going to be in Ireland for the rest of my life? I I, I don't know. I don't know is the honest answer. A lot other people can say yes, absolutely, but they don't have the choices. Like I mean, you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be doing much rugby work anymore. Those days have sadly gone. Um, so, you know, people won't won't see me much on the television anymore unless I move in a different direction. You know, which which I want to, but um, it's just where that direction is at the moment. It's just focused on 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 trying to get my physical health back. And along with that will come my mental health. I know that because it's it's not the chicken and the egg. It's not my mental health that's gone wrong. It's the physical health that's mm. gone that's dragged the mental health along with it. Um, I know other people experience it the other way around. Yeah. You know, you, the mental know. health was in a good place. We'll put it that mental way. Mental health but was before. in a great place last okay. year. It was in a okay. great place. Great. I, I, I was I was actually loving COVID. I know that's a, an unusual thing to say, but people will know what I'm talking about. I was enjoying the first part of COVID because it was an enforced rest for me. I was so busy uh, in other years juggling a number of jobs, a number of things that I was doing. So so to come back from New Zealand last year, you know, to a sort of a situation where I could get fit uh, fit again physically, I was in I was in really good shape. I was out painting the house and doing stuff like that. That gave me time to do it. Now, I was looking forward to the fact that COVID would only be a, be a last a month or something. Yeah. Because I remember joking to someone and taking a bet and saying, "Okay, you'll be back at work," and after about three weeks, which we all thought. I mean, now yeah. it's a it's a year and a half, and 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 you know, and people have aged. Some some people have had two birthdays in this time. You know, like two birthdays to go from eighteen to twenty or whatever like that has been has been has been cruel and and hard on 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 people. You know, you you're getting young mothers saying, "Okay, when you first saw the baby photos." He or she was eight months old. Now he or she is is coming up two years yeah. old. You know? Walking and babbling. Well, yeah, yeah. So I mean, people people have missed a lot of lives. But um, so there's a lot of things I want. There's a lot of things I want to do and, and 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 accomplish. But I think I think again, I'm just not the same person. And I don't think I will be. And again, does that not does that mean that I can't be a better version of 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 Brent Pope? Yes, absolutely, I can. And I think this year has taught me a lot of lessons. Again. You know, around about, about about giving back and about kindness and what that looks like in my life, um, and and also you know that my family. And I say this emotionally because when 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 I do interviews like this, I'm not a. I'm somebody that probably wears my heart on my sleeve, and and I don't apologise that for anymore mm. because for so many years, for so many years, I hid my mental health worries. I hid them under an exterior of a stereotypical macho guy that didn't share his feelings and that and uh, I've since learned that it's, it's it's a brave thing to do and it's a courageous thing to do to open up and especially if you're a man and, and say hey this is what's worrying me mm. but um, you know the emotion comes from that the Irish people are my kind of family you know yeah you know that that, that, that 
because I think when I did another interview around this, the number of well-wishers came on. Again, I wasn't eliciting any sympathy, but it gave other people out there, people come up and said, oh, you know, my, my husband's going through a tough time or, you know, we're visiting my mother in hospital and she's going through her own physical thing. And they really, they really saw that, you know, okay, you know, that a lot of people are going through this situation and a lot of people are having to really dig deep and, you know, and that's mm. just what I wanted to say. But I wanted to say that, you know, that the Irish people have become my family and that's where I get my support and care from because I don't have, my, you know, and friends yeah. as well, obviously. I, I think a lot of those Irish people will be a bit upset listening to you describe that you, you won't be the same brand, yeah. you know what I mean? And, and at the same time, I think many of them will be encouraged and enthusiastic about other things you talk about, yeah. like this idea of giving back and and but don't we where have to you be, see yourself don't we have to be better versions of ourselves and 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 isn't that the lesson isn't that the lesson from from covid because talking to older people other people have had things in in, in different generations whether it's been you know wars or whether it's been other things like that to to contend contend with uh, this is kind of the modern generation, the first time people have had to sit back and say, okay, I may not be the same person, but what I say to people out there, I've got to walk the walk and talk the talk. I say to people out there that I deal with and a person who try to help with anxiety-wise, I said, yeah, you may not be the same, but maybe you can be better, you know, in, in some way. Whatever that looks like for anybody, I, I can't answer that, but maybe maybe I can be a better Brent Pope. Maybe I can appreciate life more Maybe I can appreciate kindness more. Maybe I can give back more. Maybe I can do all these things. I just hope to God that I'm in a better physical position uh, to be able to do that. And the next interview that I have is to say, okay, look, you know, I, I, I've, I've something that is manageable. Yeah. Um, and I'm not going to probably have those 10 out of 10 days again, but I'll get that 10 out of 10 somewhere else, if you, if you know what yeah. I mean. I'll get it in, I'll get in that and creating a... A, a, a vehicle for people to be able to to to, to be kinder to each other, and, and and that word keeps coming up. But that's what my life is about, really, and it has been for the last number of years. You know. Well, listen, we we hope you get there, Brent. Yeah. That place. Well, thanks for look, and I don't. I, look, I kind of apologise too because no, these you shouldn't apologise. You know, maybe a, a bit doom and gloom, and everybody expects me to be the the positive popey that they've seen on the TV and 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 upbeat and that. And just to say, yeah, I've like a lot of people out there, and I'm not, you know, I'm not the only one. I've just had a bloody hellish year, yeah. and and you know, hopefully, fingers crossed, that'll get better for me and for everybody out there. But just to say that, you know, this is an honest interview. It's not a it never never set out to be doom and gloom and 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 paint the picture. Just it just I want people just to 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 appreciate, you know, <laughs> I suppose appreciate what they have, you know. Yeah. You know what they have and 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 what they could be and 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 throw off the shackles and and run with it. You know, do do what you do what you want. If that's working from home now, if that's visiting parents, if that's taking a new life, taking a new role, taking a new direction, go for it. You know, life is short. Brent, it's been a pleasure. <laughs> Hopefully, <laughs> thanks for that. <laughs>